Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Rambam, Mishnah Torah, Hilchais Trumais, the laws of the heave offering to the Kohen, the 2% the farmer gives to the Kohen, and the various scenarios of what can go wrong and how it could be made right. So here we have an interesting scenario, Aleph 1. There were 50 black or dark colored figs. And 50 white or light colored figs. So you had 50 and 50, 100 figs. 50 light, 50 dark. These were regular, mundane, everyday figs. And there fell into these regular, mundane, everyday figs one fig of truma. So we know that this could be a problem. Ordinarily, we learned if there's a hundred non truma and one truma, a hundred to one nullifies. Here, the problem is there are 50 dark and 50 light. So they are different species. If the fig that fell in the truma fig was white, clearly the dark ones are permissible because the dark ones do not have truma in them. The halvones and the white ones are of a mixed nature because they have truma and non-truma. The ratio is only 50 to 1, so that doesn't work. If the truma was dark, now the dark truma is of the mixed breed here, and the lighter ones are permissible. Now the plot thickens. What if we have no idea if the truma fig that fell in was dark or light? Here's the chidush, here's the revolutionary concept that being that we're not sure whether it was a dark fig or a light fig, all we know is it was truma, now you do have a hundred to one because you have no identity of what it was, so now they're all figs. However, what if he knew what it was after it fell? And then he forgot. Then they are all considered a forbidden mixture because when he knew, it precluded the other 50 of the other category from being part of this nullification process. Along the same lines, base two round cakes of pressed figs and brick-like cakes of pressed figs. So you have round and you have horizontal. We're not sure if the truma which fell in was round or brick-like. We can combine the brick-like cakes and the round cakes of figs and they're all can be considered together as a group of a hundred, and they can nullify the one that fell because we don't know. And what if there was a mixture of large 
cakes of figs and small cakes of figs. Shenofel eagle devela l'seichan, and a cake of figs fell into them. Then you do him godul hayim cotton. We're not sure if it was big or small. Harahin mylin ben beminyan ben bemishko. We can do the nullification a hundred to one, whether by number or by weight. Ketzad nafal eagle lemei gulim gedelim gatanim. If a cake of figs fell into one hundred round cakes, large and small, harahini aimer cotton nafal. I have to make an assumption, and I may make an assumption that what fell was small. I could take out one of the small ones, which is the halach, which is what the halacha says. You take out one and you give it to the kohen. What if it fell into forty cakes? Of these forty cakes, within them there are twenty that have four liters. Four litrin, four times twenty is eighty. And then there's another 20 that have the weight of a liter or the volume of a liter, which gives me 100. 4 times 20 equals 80. 1 times 20 equals 20. 80 plus 20 is 100. Being that together with the cake that fell in, it's 101. I'm going to assume that a small one fell in, and there I have my ratio. I can lift up one of the smaller ones. And say, I have taken out symbolically the truma and go as we did earlier. What if you find flour, coarse flour, and finally sifted flour? These two species cannot be combined because they are two different species. Fine flour is not coarse flour. Getting more complicated when a measure called a saw of wheat, which is truma, falls into a, the mouth of a storage container of wheat. Here, the ratio of nullification of 100 to 1 does not kick in. Why not? Because the whole principle of 100 to 1 ratio nullification works if it became mixed. A mixture was created, an unidentifiable mixture. Or we have no idea where the truma is, so for all practical purposes, it's everywhere. Here, we know exactly where it is. It's in the mouth of the bin. So what should we do? What should this person do? The answer is, you make believe that this truma, which was wheat in wheat, Make believe, use your imagination, make believe as if it was wheat on barley. So make believe that which fell was wheat on barley. And he separates that which fell, because he has an idea where it is. He takes the top of the bin and takes out that which he suspects is the truma. Take a little extra out of the regular wheat. Just as if you were taking out wheat on top of barley. So now you have separated the truma, pachota yoter, more or less. Hey, shtei kupes, shtei megures. Again, the plot thickens. There were two containers, or two storage vats. Shenofa truma, some truma fell into one of them. 
and it became mixed. The problem is, I don't know which of the two it fell into. If both of these two storage containers or vats were in one place, one room, they can combine. And we can combine the volume into 101 from both. And it can combine, even if one storage container was in one room, one was in the other room. It's very easy to collect together. The commentaries here say that we're talking about situations where you move these things around, you have them together, and then you put one here and one here, then you load it on, you have it together. So in a second it could be together. But if they were in two different cities, as we would say in our vernacular, in two zip codes, they do not combine. So what does he do with this saw that fell into one of two containers? We're saying we can combine both containers. If he wants to just take the symbolic saw out of one of them, go for it. He wants to go half-half. Fine. Either way, because what we're really doing is taking out a symbolic saw and giving it to the Kohen. In next case, there were jugs filled with dried figs, of everyday figs. Somebody went, the farmer went and pressed one liter of more figs of truma into the mouth of one of them. I guess he thought it was a truma jug. So he pressed it in tight. Now, the so he has no idea which one he did it. It turns out that they were not truma, they were chulun. They were every day. If there was a hundred jugs to one jug, that's fine, it can be nullified. He takes one jug, sells it to the coin, with the exception of not taking money for that one liter, and the rest is permissible because we assume that the truma was taken out. But if it was less than a hundred, it's not nullified. Then the mouth of the jugs are all considered a mixed nature, a mixed entity. Because we know that the truma was pressed in the mouth. But the bottoms are all permissible. Similarly speaking, if he pressed one liter of figs into a beehive-shaped container or a round-shaped thing, and we're not sure which one it is, if he did it on the mouth, we're not sure whether it's in the north or the south, or which one it is, we see as if they're separated. And we do it by weight. If the total in all of them is 100 liters, then it could do the nullification. Provided that every particular cake has more than 2 liters, because in addition to 100 to 1, you need that the individual cake of figs should be more non-truma than truma. So that's why it has to be two liters, two to one. Shesafek truma bottle bereva because a doubtful truma is nullified in a majority of chulun. So first you have the 101, and then you have the two to one. Ches truma vado eiser b'meya. Here, the Rambam lays down the rule. Certain truma forbids if it's less than a ratio of one to a hundred. 
or I guess more than a ratio of 1 to 100, which means 99 to 1 cannot be nullified. Usveka, but when to begin with, it's doubtful as to whether it's true or not. Aisabachamishim, even 50 to 1, uh, or, or only 50 to 1, if there's, if there's a ratio of more than 50 to 1, it's okay. You need a majority. If it has more than 50, and it's Yecharev, you don't need a majority. One fig fell of Truma fell into 99, and they're all present. It's all forbidden. But if one of 50 fell above the Achas and it got lost, and one got lost, so we're not sure which one got lost. Maybe the regular one got lost. Maybe the truma that fell is the one that got lost. So it creates what we call a sophic, a doubt. It's forbidden. But here, being that it's a case of doubt, we can add everyday stuff, everyday figs from a different location. They saw they have chamishim tein v'achas. They said, "Okay, as long as we have fifty-one regular ones." Not v'achas shel turim l'seich chamishim v'achas v'av da'achas min akel. And if one fell into fifty-one and then one got lost, huter ashar lezarim. Everything could be used for Israelites because we can assume that the one that got lost is the one. You'd saw truma shenafel pachas mei ma'aserishin shlenita trumasi. What if one measure of truma? fell into less than a hundred of first tithe, where the truma had not been taken, or tithe, the second tithe, or something that had been sanctified, which had not yet been redeemed, because if it was redeemed, it's not a problem, and it all became mixed, if it fell into the first tithe, let him pronounce that the right amount is declared as the truma for the Kohen, a tenth of a tenth. And then the whole thing can be sold to the Kohen, with, with the exception of the money of Truma that fell, or the money of Truma's Meiser. If we're talking about the scenario where it fell into the second tithe or the sanctified, the same thing, you redeem it, sell it to a Kohen, with the, with the exception of the money of the Truma. I saw a measure of impure truma that fell into less than a hundred regular, regular produce, a hegdish, or the first tithe, the second tithe, or the sacred, whether impure or pure, being that it all became mixed, should all be treated as impure truma, which is forbidden to eat for everybody. Everything is forbidden forever. What do you do with it? You leave it until it rots. When does this apply? If this is an item that ordinarily will not be eaten raw, but if the item will be eaten raw, we're concerned that someone's going to pass by and pop it in his mouth. He can't just leave it. Perhaps he or someone else will trip up. Instead, he should concern consume everything as fuel, as we said earlier, you do with defiled truma. A measure of truma tahera, pure truma, which fell into less than a hundred of everyday produce. So we don't have the ratio. Everything should be sold to koanim, with the exception of the money of this truma. And here we come to a new concept. This is interesting. 
we have a problem. We don't know what to do here. So the solution is that the Kohen can eat it, miduma, zeh, this mixture, which is part truma and part not truma, and part of it could even be impure. He can eat it cloyes. He can eat it in the kernel. Why? Because in order for something to become impure, it has to come, it has to be processed. It has to come forth out of the kernel. So if you parch the kernel in the fireplace and eat it, it can never become susceptible to becoming truma. Or, yolush or, I'm sorry, a yolush or, he can knead it, mix it with fruit juice. Because as we will learn in great detail, seven liquids, such as water and other liquids, have to fall upon produce in order to be machshir it lekabotuma, in order to ready it to accept impurity. But if you knead it with fruit juice, sheina machshirim, it it never is ready to receive the impurity. in order that the truma within it should not become or he can need this mixed measure in small sections, all less than one egg. Because something impure does not make something else impure. Until it is minimum size of the volume of an egg. Or you just divide it into a bunch of little doughs, less than an egg. All in order not to make the truma tome, which is a prohibition. Yud gimel saw truma tomeishin af a measure of impure truma, which fell into a hundred pure. Vechein saw truma tomeishin af or a measure of pure truma, which fell into a hundred measures of impure truma. Tala bechadamei. Here you have the ratio of a hundred to one. And still the solution is, you eat it in the kernels, as mentioned before, the same solutions earlier about the fruit juice, less than an egg volume, also because that which was brought up is only symbolic, is not the same. A measure of impure truma, which fell into a hundred, saw a pure truma, it is nullified 100 to 1, and everything should be eaten in a state of purity. It fell into less than 100. He leaves everything to rot. What if there are two containers of grain and something fell in, truma fell into one of them? And you know which one it fell into. And then a second measure of truma fell. This time you don't know. You had bins A and B. The first time you know it fell into bin A. Second time you're not sure. You say I'm going to assume that it fell into the same bin as the first one. Because we have a right to make that assumption to bring less harm. We can always assign the negative one to the negative state. So we assume that the truma, the second batch of truma, fell into the same bin. But if the first saw fell into one of them, we don't know which one. And then the second one fell in. We do know. Here we cannot say. 
Now, for Rishayna here, we can't say that it fell into the same place. They're both not good. They were two bins, two containers. One impure and one pure. And a measure of truma fell into one of them. We're not sure. We say we can assume it fell into the impure one. Again, that's the same principle. Two containers, one of pure truma, and one of everyday impure produce. A measure of truma, pure truma, fell into one of them. I mean, we say the sech shal truma, not for fell into the truma. And the chun should be eaten in a state of ritual purity, like truma, as mentioned before. Now, here there was seemed to have been a printing error where there was some repetition with paragraph 18 and 19, and therefore there was a lot of research done in here. In this particular version of the Rambam, he combines 18 and 19. 18, What if a measure of impure truma fell into one of them? We say it fell into the one of truma. And the other stuff should be eaten as prescribed above. Two containers... One of impure truma, one of pure chulun, and a measure of pure truma fell into one of them. We can assume and the other should be eaten, as we said earlier, in parched kernels. Chafal of the last paragraph of this chapter. If a measure of impure truma fell into one of them, they're both forbidden. Also, because whenever there's a doubt as to whether truma became impure, it's forbidden. But whenever there's a doubt whether truma became mixed together with something else, it's permissible. Why is that? Because the prohibition of eating or using impure truma is biblical. The prohibition of a mixed mix of truma and non-truma is rabbinic. Using the principle that we explained earlier in the laws of forbidden foods, end of chapter 14.